0: A good talker. Eh, I can talk, but not on the radio.
1: Well, it's Friday. I don't see Father Francis or Doctor Hill.
0: No, nope. like I,
1: <laughs> uh, I was going to quit doing that. Oh, I think okay. it's sixty-eight. <laughs> Uh, I was going to quit doing that cuz the person that asked for that I don't think they're here anymore. So, okay. 69. 69 today.
0: That's ca- that's caught listeners? What? That's listeners? 69?
1: No, that's the show number.
2: Oh, Okay.
1: <laughs> All uh, right. This is uh Friday, October 19th. And I'm here with Rich Weber. don't see Father Francis or Dr. Hill. So we're going to have to wing it again today, folks, um, for a little while. So Patrick is here.
0: Yes, hey Patrick. Good morning, Robert. I uh, I found out uh, at Heretz and Royer's University that uh, Lincoln was indeed uh, a Milano Jew. Uh, his mother claimed to be African descent. And uh, the extensive research from Reuters said that absolutely. He's, he's a, you know, Shalom doubt, Jewish descent. Uh, rabbis, you know, uh, Meyer, done his eulogy, and said he claimed to be, you know, he told him he was a Jew and he was blood, a bone of his bone. And they all went in the morning for, a, all the Jews went in the morning for him for a whole week. They loved him. But
1: so there, there you go. Be a- what explain his tyrannical, evil character? You know it. And uh, to, to kill off white men. Yep. Uh, he killed six hundred thousand.
0: Six hundred thousand.
1: Yep. And, and uh, one and in maybe, every four maybe.
0: Southerners. He killed them. And it didn't have to happen, but it were actually, you know, and he said in his first uh, inaugural. He said, uh, uh, "You know that if you if you don't pay these tariffs, there's going to be blood in the street." It was all about money and power, and uh, you know they. He tried to. He, he said that you know he would deport them, and they would go ahead and keep their farming equipment. You know it, it was obvious. You know that he was. You know it was absolutely just. Um, you know he wasn't going to let the South get away because he was already had. You know go, using our money and and all that, but. Yeah uh, I just want to yeah, put out the, the thing around. about
1: the thing about his compassion or a lack of compassion for the black blacks in America is just a set up, just a scam. Just a It's
0: all a scam. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Just to get the war going. Yeah. Um Yeah, I am gonna move, to move in,
0: down to got, I'm gonna okay. mute out a minute here.
1: All right. Okay, folks, we, we don't have our main guest today, so help us out. This is audience participation today, as it has been the past few days. Um, I did find out that five people were arrested in Greenville, South Carolina last Saturday, Um, let me see if I can get this ready to read here there was a mixture of some of our people and some others that were protesting so it was a a mix it doesn't give any details really just says that that, that, uh, five people arrested If you put in Greenville, Build the Wall, Wall Rally. Many protesters brought signs donning Build the Wall while counter-protesters held signs featuring messages like Black Lives Matter. This is from Fox Carolina News. They arrested two counter-protesters during the event for interfering and violating the picketing ordinance. Three others were arrested in charge of disorderly conduct. Two were protesters while one was a counter-protester. So it looks like two of our people were arrested. And that's all it says. Not very much on it. I would have been there if I had something else. Mr. Weber.
3: Yes, sir. You're coming through there? Uh, I hope so.
1: Okay, it's real quiet. I wonder if anybody hears me. It's like
3: Uh-oh.
1: talking to a wall.
3: Yester- somebody yesterday told me that my mic was too low, that they couldn't hear me very well. So I bumped my mic up a little bit this morning.
1: Yours are coming good today, real clear. Um. I was having a lot of trouble hearing people yesterday. I think it's uh, it was my side of the connection. I'm calling over Wi-Fi because they dropped my call here in uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's so many cars and people traveling around from 9 to 10 in the morning. They just tried to drop your call. I think that's Father Francis' problem, too. I think there's probably not enough capacity up there where he lives and they just drop his call. Uh, the first in, first out. You ever heard of that? You know that's a that's an accounting principle. Uh, so mobile phones I think probably the same thing. When you you're the first one to call and you're the first one out when the capacity runs out.
3: Oh yeah, okay. That's like uh they bet i had a i had a cell service that was uh ten ten dollars a month and uh it was pretty limited and uh get get outside of the they had a lot of areas where where you the service did not work at all but for ten bucks a month it was well worth it to me but when I took my trip uh, this this year Uh, I ended up getting with cricket, which is $30 a month. So three times as much, but they, that's the way, that's the way it worked. I talked to a a, a technician, a representative, and and they said that uh, because, because my service was so cheap, uh, I was, I was kind of like, like at the the back of the line all the time. Uh, If the tower wasn't busy, yeah, if the tower wasn't busy, You know, it worked really good, but the busier the towers get, uh, the further down the the peck and order I go.
1: That's that's my understanding of it, too. If you ask the phone companies about that, they will not say anything. They won't say they're out of capacity. But it's quite likely some places that are growing, the roads are really crowded, 10,000s of cars on the road, and they're going to overcome the capacity.
3: Yeah, there well, their profit margins for this the whole telecom industry just outrageous, you know, and, and the crappy cheap the crappy cheap service that we get uh, is cer- certainly not reflected uh, by how much money we're paying. But that's just the it. Way doesn't it seem is.
1: that they they lack any profit. They spent sixty billion to buy direct TV. AT and T did. And then at almost the same amount to buy Time Warner Entertainment. Yeah. doesn't seem to be a shortage of profit. And well, I know they're I've... guaranteed a profit because they are a public utility for the military and the police. So they 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 can't lose money.
3: I, I know I'm sounding like a okay. busted record when I say it. But uh, we are an occupied regime. Our country, we are an occupied country, <laughs> and the the days of the the you know, independence who could come along with a better product and and sell it less less expensively are gone. Uh, Howard Hughes, uh, Preston Tucker, uh, the all, all those days are completely gone. Yeah, you're we, right. And and we. We are may as well, uh, uh, for for lack of of a better analogy, uh, we're owned by the mafia. The mafia is running our country. So it's it's you know hey. uh, up up yours. Pay me. I mean, you, you you go into a hospital to get medical treatment. They're they're not going to tell you what it costs. They're not going to be upfront with you. They won't tell you a damn thing about how much it's costing you. But you got to sign that blank check. If you don't sign that blank check, it's you know, sorry, Charlie. We'll stabilize you, and out the door you go. But we're not going to tell you what it's going to cost. And, and this, this, this is uh, with insurance. The ins- insurance industry has just gone totally insane. And a lot of us uh, older people can remember. And and if you start thinking back, you know. Uh, about ma bell and, and the uh, uh telecom uh, system was incredibly inexpensive it was it was uh one of the one of the cheaper items uh in your daily life on your budget so was fuel uh gasoline uh, but uh we saw all of the independents, all all of the non mafia uh businesses who were who were not part of this this giant communist corporate beast uh slowly get gobbled up. Remember remember all the little okay. mom and pop remember all the little mom pop gas stations, you know and uh man you you go in you fill up your car for pocket change. Those days are gone.
1: Father Francis, how's your phone working? Good morning.
4: Warming? Good morning. Everything's working fine. All right. Dr. Hill was
1: a No, sir. He's not. All right. Don't see his number. Did you hear what I said about the Build the Wall Rally in Greenville last Saturday? No, I did not hear that. Five people were arrested. Okay. Who was <clears throat> Two arrested? Two counter-protesters. Three others were arrested. Two were protesters. One was a counter-protester, so... Three counter-protesters were arrested. Yeah, the counter-protesters
4: were Antifa types?
1: Apparently, they don't give very much on them, no pictures or anything. It says they arrested two counter-protesters during the event for interfering and violating the picketing ordinance. Okay. And the
4: counter-protesters, what was the protest about? And Uh, who was the counter Apparently.
1: Well, we had a build-the-wall rally. Okay. okay so apparently go. the counter-protesters were against us. Uh, but that may be backwards. You know, they call us counter-protesters sometimes, so...
4: Yeah, well, it depends on who, you know, initiates the rally and then who comes to protest the rally. So, you know, if, it, so there's a, if it's a, a, a gay pride parade for and... the the counter-protesters would be our guy. If it's a a Democratic uh, party uh, fundraiser, the counter-protesters would be our guy. If it's a Donald Trump rally, the counter-protesters would be Antifa.
1: Well, this was something like that. This was was a Trump rally. It's what I've been encouraging them to do. (laughs)
4: You
1: know, but you we got to work with others on that. We can't be just our isolated you know nationalist types. We've got to mix in a little bit with the Trump people <coughs> So beware of the picketing ordinance. I have to look that up later and see what kind of picketing ordinance there is. You know you can look up city. Ordinances at the city websites. Usually, they will post their ordinances. Ordinances. So you could look up the ordinances for Charlottesville, Greenville, Newport, whatever city you go to. That would be good preparation. And just see what the law is. So, if the policeman comes up there. You tell them that uh, the law is to say that because. In my case, when I went to trial, the ordinance was so confusing that the jury said not guilty. <clears throat> and they asked the judge to read the ordinance, and the judge said no. She wasn't going to read the ordinance. It was up to the prosecutor to do that, and he wouldn't do it because he knew he knew the ordinance was too confusing. And, and you know, like, what was like, the like what happened to Jacob Goodwin right whatever law they charged him with is just so confusing that the jury would have never been able to say he broke it
4: well that's up to the defense attorney to unravel that so uh, unfortunately for Jacob either the court would not allow the evidence into the trial that would uh, you know clear him uh, or, okay. or his lawyer did not didn't even offer the evidence. I don't know who's the guilty party, but whoever is the guilty party... Okay, Dr. Hill's here. All right. Good morning, Dr. Hill.
5: Yeah, good morning. I'm sorry I'm late. I was just on the phone with one of our guys down in uh, Panama City getting an update on our hurricane relief uh, efforts down there, which I'm proud to say are going very well. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah, we've got... uh, We've got uh... five or six seven people on the ground down there uh, and more headed down this weekend and next and uh... you know some of, some of the uh... the people that we've been helping uh... we are the first friendly contacts they've had since the storm hit uh... fema uh... other other groups uh... have been uh... pretty much no shows as far as getting there to help people when they need it so i'm glad our people have been there and uh... They've been busy for sure.
4: Well, that's pretty much the I same think. way it was when I when I did the, the hurricane Charlie relief over there in Punta Gorda, Florida. Uh, same sort of thing. I was the only person there help, but I did go to an affluent neighborhood. You know, I, I deliberately went to an affluent neighborhood because those people never get any help.
1: I know. It's but always everybody assumes
4: me. they're okay. Yeah, exactly. And you got some old man out there, well, I can't even say that anymore because I'm 72 in <laughs> another month or so, and uh, some guy out there dragging tree limbs out of his swimming pool, and nobody's there to help him. Oh, yeah. So I would go in and, you know, with a can of beer and some ice and some water and and some food and offer my help. And I'd help the guy mm, drag the... Uh, whatever the breather was, out of his yard and put it out on the street. But, you know, how much effort does it take for somebody to do that? It wasn't a real long ride. I mean, I don't think it's 100 miles from West Palm Beach to Punta Gorda.
5: Well, we've got a lot of people who come in, uh, you know, from several hundred miles away. But the good thing about it is that we have a good league presence in that part of Florida. And we uh, some of our local members whose houses – and all were not severely damaged, have been putting everybody up. You know, everybody's been sleeping in the floor and, uh, you know, using that as a staging area and a storage area. And we've got uh, not only uh, money money coming in to, to, you know, pay for stuff when we can get it down there, but we've got uh, shipments of uh, of goods that we're putting together right now to, ship down there, and, and we have a place to store it where we can distribute it. So we're getting uh, getting all the logistics worked out, but uh, it's a mess down there. And the the biggest problem uh, is, is getting gasoline. Uh, exactly to get in and get out, and you know to run generators and chainsaws and all kind of stuff like that. So we're having to carry our own gasoline in uh, with us uh, to operate. So it's been good. Uh, it's been good practice for our people. Uh, Learning well, how to do this, and we'll know next time uh, this this happens. Uh, some of the things that we need to have in place uh, beforehand. But uh, I'm really proud of our folks for doing what they're doing, and we just we're just beginning on this recovery effort because it's going to be a long term effort to get those people back on their feet down there. And these are our people. Some of those uh, towns that were hit, you know, not not just uh, the larger places like Panama City. But some of the others are, you know, eighty-five, ninety percent white. So we're talking about our people here, exactly and we right. really, really need to help them because uh, they, they, the, our people on the ground say you, you, photographs don't do justice to what uh, the damage is. Then they said so you have to actually see it for yourself. So it it is bad.
4: It, it, Dr. Exactly Hill. right.
3: Yeah. Uh, are, are, are any of your people down there uh, making money? Are, are they are they uh, being compensated for for uh, their help? Uh, the reason I ask is my next door neighbor, when uh, oh when when that big hurricane hit uh, Louisiana and they were all flooded out and and whatnot, yeah he's he's a uh, retired army, and through his connections uh, they flew him down there. And he worked, uh, I think, two or three months, and he he made thousands and thousands of dollars. And basically, all he did was walk around with his hands in his pockets, telling people what to do. I'm I just wondering: is that does do those opportunities exist for the league also, or are they excluded on 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 such things? Yeah, I
5: really don't know. I'd, I'd never heard of <clears throat> heard of anything like this. But uh, you know, I know that the money that we've been using so far for our operation down there, you know, to get people down there and get supplies in and do all the all the stuff we need, you know, to buy food for the people who are working. Uh, this has all been done by donations that have been uh, given to the league by our members and supporters. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know about any other money sources like that for people who might be helping with a relief effort but uh you know if if somebody is is paying out good money like that uh, we'd be interested <laughs> not necessarily because we want to get get our people paid but we'd like to have access to resources to help those people down there because uh one one of the good things is that, that the uh Florida Attorney General's office has said if anybody gets caught price gouging they're going to be really severely punished so there hasn't been any any uh, price gouging as far as we've been able to see down there. But yes, uh, money is uh, obviously a concern when you're trying to do a relief effort like this because uh, you know you, you you usually have to bring your stuff in from the outside because local supplies are very limited there. But I, I don't know anything about uh, anybody getting paid for for doing anything like this.
4: Well, people do get paid for doing these things, but, you know, when I did my relief effort, I, I only went actually for two families and and brought gasoline, uh, ice, uh, beer, uh, food. It, you know, it doesn't cost that much money for one person. You know, I was all by myself, <clears throat> didn't have uh, any kind of plan or anything like that, but I just went to, to visit my friends that were living over there and they lived in this neighborhood just surrounded by a, they surrounded a golf course and I just brought simple things. I brought a generator and I, and I ran the generator for each of my two friends to keep their refrigeration systems working. The, the one guy was fully set up with solar panels and, and all kinds of stuff to make his own energy but the hurricane destroyed all that stuff ripped all the solar panels off the roof. I installed the panel. I did, I did all the work to set up the system. But, it, it, you know, when, the, when the, the poop hit the panels, uh, you know, I was there with stuff to back them up and, you know, and it, didn't <clears throat> it took almost no effort for me to drive 100 miles. I could buy gasoline from where I was, but they had no gasoline on the West Coast. I mean, the way things are nowadays, you can't even go in and buy uh, a pack of hamburger meat in the grocery store when the power goes down, because they can't turn the cash registers on. <laughs> that's, so, a, that's the truth. <clears throat> and, and, and so that's how we're actually basically weak, because we don't have all these things ahead of time. So I, I found it very rewarding for myself to go over there with the meager supplies that I had with me, and just lend the hand.
5: Well, you can do a lot with a little, uh, particularly when people are in such distress as this. I mean, we had we had people actually uh, crying in gratitude when, when we would bring them, you know, a couple of cases of water and uh, some uh, diapers for their baby. You know, they yep. said, that, you know, this is the first, you're the first people who have helped us. We haven't seen any kind of relief. Uh, you know, the cops have driven by here uh... you know the national guard drives by uh... nobody stops to help uh... but now now to be quite honest we we kind of did what you did father francis we found our our league members first and we went to their places to make sure they had what they needed that their roof was repaired uh... that you know their their place was made secure uh... they were given uh... what they need first because what we do is we get them back on their feet and then they come help us get other people back on their feet. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, you, you can do a lot with a little in, in a, in a disaster area like that. And our people have really been doing a good job of, uh, of working in, in under very primitive conditions, um, there. So, you know, just, you know, pray, pray for everybody. And, uh, we're, we're going to try to keep raising money, uh, we're going to be going in and, and you know doing shifts down there because people have jobs and they can't they can't get off their jobs you know for a long stretch at a time. So two or three days is the most that uh, most of our people are able to stay. And uh, we don't want everybody there at once. Obviously, over the weekend we're going to try to <clears throat> stretch it out and have people there all the time because we're developing a network there and uh, our presence is. <clears throat> is very much, uh, very much noticed and appreciated by people. And one of the things that, that, that we have been doing is making sure that uh, you know, people have uh, protection because there's a lot of looting going on. Uh, there, it's, it's a very dangerous place because of that, uh, mainly because of the Negroes. Thank goodness there are not that many in that part of Florida, but the ones that are there, The young ones, in particular, the young males, are the ones who are the threats, Um, and we've we've been helping people. uh, You know, if they didn't have any uh, ammo for their for their pistols or rifles or whatever, we've made sure that they got some of that. Uh, So you know, it's just a a a big effort all the way around, and it's not cheap. So if uh, if anybody wants to help us out, if you're listening, uh, contact me. And I'll give you my email address. Contact me by email, and I'll tell you how you can help. I would give out our PayPal information, but some leftist listening would then try and go get us shut down, so I'm not going to do that. But my email, for those listening, is J-M-I-C-H-H-I-L-L. There are two H's in a row there. J-M-I-C-H-H-I-L-L at C S. Dot com. If you'll email me at that uh, address, I will tell you how you can uh, donate to this uh, hurricane relief effort by PayPal or otherwise, by check or money order or even cash. So we're dependent on you. We don't have any other sources of money other than our members or supporters, but they've been very generous, and all of this money, every bit of it, is going toward our relief effort.
4: Exactly. And, you know, the thing is that $100 could bring in oh gosh, a, a, yes. a, a, a giant amount of things that people really need in these situations. Toilet paper, yeah. <laughs> you know, all these things that are like we don't even pay attention to, we don't even recognize them on a daily basis. In these kinds of situations, I've been, uh, we had uh, Francis Jean and Wilma, and I don't remember, remember, maybe 2004 or something like that. I mean, we weren't out electricity for a month, and fortunately, I had solar panels on my boat, and I was able to set the solar had, pa- which I had taken down because I knew the storm was coming, and I was able to set up a solar panel, and we had a fan and computers to work, and you know, we couldn't heat any water or anything with that amount of electricity I could generate. But we could have the the basics, and just you know, just a gallon of gasoline is so important in a situation like that. So for for two bucks, you can you can pour a gallon of gasoline in somebody's generator, or bring a generator and run it for a few hours on a gallon of gasoline and keep people's food from from spoiling. You can you can get their freezer working again, and, yeah. and and freeze the food in the freezer for a couple of bucks, that's all it would take. So yeah, it doesn't take right. a lot of money, it takes more effort and time and, you know, you know, to get gasoline in a place that wasn't affected by the storm, like West Palm Beach, Florida, to, and bring it over to Punta Gorda, which is about 100 miles, I would say, on the west side of the uh, Florida Peninsula, to bring it over, it was just a matter of time. And the appreciation from the people to just um, get what? Maybe a quart of ice and a beer. Yeah, it was like wow. <laughs> when they have nothing, you, you, if you haven't lived through hurricanes, you don't know. I've been through at least a dozen hurricanes. Yeah, and, and when hurricanes hit, it, it is a devastating, a devastating situation. You, you, cars can't drive, you know. But you do see things like. Uh, You know, you come to an intersection, which is typically a busy intersection with a traffic light, and everybody, black people and white people, all do the four-way stop thing. You pull up to the light, you wait, you wait your turn, and then you go. There's no police. There's no government employees out there directing the traffic. It's just your own basic common courtesy and uh, respect for your fellow man that keeps things functioning. And everybody gets along. But it is tough. It's a
1: tough thing. Okay. Got some people want to come in? All right. Here's Patrick here. You've been talking about Abraham Lincoln. I don't know if that's what this is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, Reuters Reuters University, a professor, Elizabeth, and, uh, Peretz, yeah, it's conclusive, that it absolutely, uh, uh, uh Lincoln's mother claimed to be African descent and, uh, they, uh, 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 uh they, they just, they are, you know, sent a free surgeon to his background, he absolutely is Jewish, so he's a mulatto Jew, um, but, you know, I went to a Hurricane in Houston and, uh, they, FEMA didn't do nothing for us, I mean, zero, we starved for a week down here, um, Pastor Dan Koff said the a little town was just down closer to the water, uh, to the Gulf, uh, called Dickinson, and they were not allowed to get FEMA aid unless they swore not to boycott Israel. And, uh, you right. know, it, it's just disgusting. Uh, you know, that our, our governor actually let that all go by. But I got one more thing I wanted to say. We have a guy on our call. And uh, he works with FEMA, and he says that there is a zone it's a five-mile zone around any railroad that they have a uh, free fire area. in other words, you they have the authority to kill you if you come within these to these uh, critical areas for the community. So FEMA is not our friends, and I'll yield to somebody else.
1: Okay, Dr. Hill, do you think it matters? Um Abraham Lincoln is was Jewish possibly or something people don't think of. He's he's still the monster. He
5: always was. I don't care Doesn't what matter, he, what it? kind of blood he's got. Uh <laughs> you know, he he did what he did. He's a historical figure. Uh I I don't think that, that changes much of anything as far as my opinion of him goes. I never had a very high one anyway as a southern boy. So uh but yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to Kind of step out here. I've, I've I had a couple of incoming calls regarding our uh, relief effort down in Florida there that I, I need to take. And uh, but I just wanted to come on for a few minutes this morning and kind of give y'all an update. And please, if you can contribute to this, please do because we are doing some uh, important work down there. And right now, we are pretty much the only private group that we know of that's on the ground down there really doing anything. So. We'd appreciate your help if you can give it. And uh, I'm going to step out here now, fellas, and I'll, God willing, talk with you all on Monday morning. Okay. All
2: right. Well, that's it.
4: Good good luck on your hurricane relief. And, uh, you know, anybody down there in Jacksonville area or, uh, you you know, St. Augustine, pack your van up with stuff and take a ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. You 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 don't need to have anybody help you. All you That's need right. to do is take some stuff with you and drive out there. Take a couple of hours out of your life and, and drive 150 miles from Jacksonville out to the panhandle and bring ice and water and beer and gasoline. Mm-hmm. Those are the most critical things that you could use out there. And the food also. A lot of people got you know, canned beans and things like that, and they can make their way, but... Uh, You know, the fresher stuff is the thing that they really need. Yeah,
5: that's right. Well, I appreciate everybody's help, and uh, you fellas have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you all on Monday, God willing. Well, good luck. All
1: right. All right. Thanks thanks a lot. Thanks. Uh, Jay, Jay, you lived in Florida, didn't you? But now he's in West Virginia.
6: Yep. I uh, spent over 20 years in Florida, and I've been through so many hurricanes. I've lost track of them. And I wanted to comment how uh, what, uh, what Dr. Hill and the League of the South are doing, uh, I call it uh, propaganda of the deed in a po- positive sense. You, you know, a lot of times uh, people refer to propaganda of the deed, which means going out and doing something uh, dramatic for uh, a cause. But uh, disaster relief and disaster assistance is probably uh, the best propaganda of the deed uh, you can do because, uh, like Father Francis says, uh, people will remember that. And uh, after Hurricane Andrew, I was uh, I worked emergency response for uh, hazardous materials for the Department of Environmental Protection in Florida, and I sort of got drafted into FEMA after Andrew. And, uh, you know, that was a cat for just like... Uh, this latest uh michael and uh it was just uh unbelievable the the devastation uh my job was to go down to homestead air force base and uh secure any hazardous materials they had there and uh it was just amazing uh a lot of the uh the jet fighters were like just strewn about like uh like some giant just picked up toy uh planes and flung them about and uh And and working for FEMA, basically, uh, like initially, the job is just to. My job, anyway, was to to secure any hazardous material and make sure that any hazardous conditions were corrected, like down power lines and stuff like that. But then, uh, as as time went by, um, it was pretty nice. They they put us up in in a in a hotel in uh, Miami Beach. I remember uh, I, I enjoyed that because uh, Andrew hit south of uh, Miami, so Miami really wasn't damaged uh, all that much. But um, what FEMA's uh, t- task was was really just uh, paperwork. You know, we'd, we'd sit in, uh, in an office somewhere, and, uh, and, and people would come in and file uh, for disaster relief uh, from the federal government. So FEMA's job, really, at least from what I was observing at that time, was not to actually bring in emergency supplies like food and water. That was like the, the National Guard's uh, responsibility. They took care of that, but FEMA, we, we were the, the, the paper pushers who, uh, you know, would uh, f- like, uh, allow people to come in and, and file for claims. So that that was my right. experience.
1: Yeah, I watched you near Tallahassee or something like that. Tallahassee What's that now? Area. Is that, didn't you live near Tallahassee? Well, I was
6: li- living, uh, geez, I li- lived uh, just down the street from Don Black in uh, West Palm Beach. And, uh, you know, Father Francis, he was in the neighborhood. So it was a a, a really uh, nice neighborhood. I I, I miss uh, West Palm Beach, uh, particularly now that it's, uh, we had a freeze last night and there was some snowflakes falling here in West Virginia. I you know it's been cold. Yeah, we out. had a hard freeze. I walked outside and the water uh, and water and, and balls was frozen solid.
2: Wow, but anyway, uh, we were yeah, I, there so there. I lived in,
6: in West Palm Beach uh, for, geez, most of the time I was in Florida. And then, I don't know, you get uh, sick of an area and West Palm Beach was getting too developed. So, uh, my wife and I decided let's go somewhere. She had family in Tallahassee so we moved up to Tallahassee.
4: Yeah, Jay and I only lived three blocks apart at that time.
6: Yeah, that's right. And that was a great neighborhood. I love that neighborhood. Yeah, that was and a wonderful And It says it's being overrun by uh, foreigners now. I wouldn't,
4: I'm not surprised. He, he, yeah, I'm not either. Build, well, wall. I, build that wall. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> but okay, anyway, anybody, anybody call, that, that can bring some assistance to, to people, and, and I've got a, I'm, I got a strong feeling that the League of the South would not be uh, reimbursed by the federal government uh, for any of the, the assistance they do. But... Uh, it, it'll be invaluable propaganda of the deed uh, to to bring good, goodwill to uh, people like that, and they, they will in turn uh, show their goodwill towards uh, the league in the future.
1: Well, those people exactly. in Panama City will be reimbursed if they ask for it. If they have damages, especially if you have no oh, yeah. homeowners insurance, that they'll, FEMA will pay you. If you the less homeowners insurance you have, the more you get.
6: Yeah, and I I would you know encourage that. anybody uh, to to apply for uh, whatever uh, FEMA assistance uh, you're entitled to. I mean,
1: uh, if you miss days of work, they'll reimburse you for that. Damage. Like I said, I've house. been
6: through so many uh, hurricanes. I've I've lost track of them, uh, and. Uh,
1: yeah, you really, know, I
6: know, I myself have applied for uh, relief uh, for in, in some forms or another, and I used to love to go to uh, the, where the National Guard used to distribute uh, emergency supplies and, and get the uh, the military MREs. hmm
4: well,
2: well,
6: even gonna... aside
4: from what what you can personally get with two hundred dollars out of your wallet. You could you could help out. I don't know, fifty people. You know, buy four cases of beer, and you know, twenty bags of ice, and twenty gallons of gasoline, and that can make or break somebody in a bad situation that's in a hurricane
6: zone. And, and you know, you mentioned off. toilet paper. I I, yeah. I recall uh, that's one thing, at least in the past, that they didn't give out toilet paper. So. Toilet paper is relatively inexpensive. It's lightweight. You know, you could pack up a van with a lot of toilet paper, and uh, and and just like that would be something that 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 people would appreciate along with maybe a cold beer and a bag of ice or something. And beer is another thing. Obviously, the government doesn't give out uh, any free beer. And uh, I know an ice cold beer. Would mean uh, more to me sometimes than uh, an MRE or a case of water.
4: <laughs> exactly, and and it was I picked the things that I knew would be the most appreciated that nobody else would supply, and and so when and I, the first thing I did was put on my Invisible Empire T-shirt, and then I loaded out my van and I took a ride. And how far was it, Jay? I wanted to say to go from West Pond to Punta Gorda, a couple hours. Take At the most, hours. two
6: hours, I think,
4: yeah, if you're just yeah, driving
6: straight east-west.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, so take a couple hours out of your life and go and do some good work. You don't even need to be part of an organization. Just go and do it. I wasn't in the Klan. I just wore a T-shirt just to, to see what kind of response I could get. And everybody <laughs> asked me what group I was from, and I told them I was from the Ku Klux Klan. It, it just shocked them, and they, they didn't know what to do. And, and it's, wow, I didn't know you guys did this kind of thing. Oh, yeah, we're we're in, oh, totally into helping out our people. And it was like, all right, well, that's cool. And he sit there and have a beer with a guy and then help him drag a couple logs out of his yard and pick up, you, you know, tie, uh, shingles from his roof and put them out in the garbage heap. You know, spend a couple of minutes with the guy, 15, 20 minutes with somebody and give him a hand. That's all it took and you you, as an individual okay. person, can be a big help in that situation
1: Hey, Jay so how many is it up there in West virginia you two of you Is two people going to winter up there uh, it's more like uh four four okay. but we need
6: more we need we, we need more we want we want to establish a community but uh we're we're in such a isolated area you know it's tough to get get people to come here only. People who are retired uh, come here because there's really uh, n- not much work to do. I mean, it would be ideal if we could get uh, some of these poor South African farmers who are desperate. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- this would be uh,
1: uh, a godsend yeah, for us. Have you them. heard about uh, ginseng? I saw oh, really oh yeah, going around in West Virginia and harvesting ginseng. If you know where it is, maybe you could do that. Oh yeah, it
6: it grows all over, and uh, and and my neighbors uh, they they're out uh, getting the ginseng Oh meat. yeah. In fact, what, one of my neighbors reminds me of uh, Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, she she gets uh, every kind of root, and they they have their own moonshine and. Uh, she makes an, an elixir with the various uh, different roots. Like I, I think, uh, oh, there's golden seal, there's ginseng, and there's devil's tongue, and she she infuses the moonshine with all these various. So, what uh, does
1: ginseng do for you? Does anybody know what does ginseng do?
6: Yeah, you know, I don't know specifically, but I, I know it's. It, it's uh, very popular. It's always been popular in uh, Asian medicine, so it, it does a lot of good things for you.
1: Okay. Along,
6: I, like I said, I really don't know specifically. My my neighbor could could uh, list it right off, and uh, and she she like I said, she makes her own uh, m- moonshine uh, medicine, like Granny in the Beverly Hills, <laughs> and says it pretty much cures everything.
4: Well, I'm not really interested in, in, in Granny, but you got anybody up there that looks like Ellie May?
6: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, there's there's some uh, some nice young uh, West Virginia women uh, here, but um, it's, a, it's a shame. I, I'm I'm an old man now.
1: You won't see them when it snows. They probably be all covered up, so you won't know. <laughs> what yeah, on. yeah, and,
6: uh and we've, we've got a big ski resort uh, here about uh, just 13 miles north of us. And uh, I, I like to go skiing, particularly on the, the days when it's free skiing for West Virginia residents. And uh, seeing a lot of... Um, actually, I, I, I remember last year I met a lot of nice women my
1: age, uh, which is nice. Yeah, Snowshoe. You're talking about Snowshoe. Yep, snowshoe Ski Resort. They get 13 feet of snow every year on average 13 feet well i i believe it and it looks like we're going to have a, a a
6: real uh hard winter this year if it's uh if it's this, this cold already and and i've already seen some snowflakes last night okay but, you know, oh, you just okay. stay indoors, and I get to read, uh, read more books, which I love to do.
1: Yeah, what's your, what's your book right now? Well, what book are you reading? You, uh, give us a well, review, I've been uh,
6: reading Dr. Revelo Oliver's The Jewish Strategy, which is just a fantastic book. And I've quoted oh. uh, a little bit from it, uh, I think, uh, on both Stormfront Action and Stormfront.
1: Yes, you have. That that was very helpful. Okay. Looks like Patrick's back. There's nothing else, Jay. Okay. Okay. All right, Patrick, you got some more?
0: Yes, um, I'm just I'm reading a book on Arnold uh, and uh, Skorzeny, and uh, he gives a lot of insight into the, the Second World War, and one of the biggest things was we had some traitors within the German intelligence. Uh, he, uh, he had a guy by the name of Ramsey. He was sending out intelligence to Stalin and all our allies of where we were going to attack and uh, everything about us. And so as we were attacking Stalingrad, and uh, it meant stiff resistance. We we figured we was going to take it, no problem. But... With our, all those, the the spies, they told Stalin that you know we're not gonna that the, don't worry about Japan, Japan's not gonna do anything and uh, and and so they pulled all of that manpower for the uh, the Siberian uh out of us uh, out, out of Manchuria and brought them into Stalingrad and that turned the tide where we lost uh terrible loss in Stalingrad. And uh, if people like Napoleon, when he went into to to Moscow, he 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 lost, they burnt the city, and he made a lightning retreat, and he lost all of his army, almost practically, never recovered. But Hitler would not allow his his men to do to do that. He said, "Stay and fight, take those cities near there," and that saved the bulk of the German army. Uh, but it, these, these spies from within, like these Jonathan Pollards, and uh, you know these, uh, they were they were turned communists, uh, and uh, we uh, we had an admiral that uh, uh, that was you know leaking all our secrets out too, and intelligence, and uh, you know they were allowing the whereabouts of all of Rommel's shipments down to uh, down to uh, South Africa. And they would intercept them because I know when they, were, when they were coming and how they were coming, because all the spies within our intelligence communities. So it just uh, just you got to you know you you got to really watch your key men, especially the ones in the inner circle. They have to be vetted very heavily because they got they know too much.
1: Okay. Paula Francis, did you drop off? Uh, yeah, but I
4: got back on. I'm on now.
1: Okay. All right. Well about uh, ten minutes left here. Anything well, well, anything new up, well, up there's in Tennessee? A, a, I'm sure I, the...
4: I can't believe I can't believe the shenanigans that are being pulled off in the in our political scene. The the protests and the dancing girls attacking an elderly man and y you, you know, a young man that's lured into saying that he thought that Kavanaugh should be given a a fair chance to defend himself in court. Well, just because somebody says a person's always been innocent until proven guilty, that requires an attack by the left. To somebody would try and beat up some young man, they picked the wrong guy. The young man that they picked was a highly successful high school wrestler, so when he was tackled to the ground he turned the tables real quick and he had the other guy down and his face buried in the gravel. So, you know, these are the kind of things that happen all the time. These people are just completely insane. And and it doesn't matter what okay. issue it is. It's either pro-choice or, or LGB or whatever that gay thing is or, you know, a judge being nominated to the Supreme Court. All these things, these people are major importance when most of us kind of view him as, well, you know, Perhaps Kavanaugh got elected, but I'm not going to do anything to go down and do a major protest like that elderly man did there in the, I don't know if it was the Capitol building or the Supreme Court building when he was attacked by uh, the dancing girl and her young male companion. He had ripped the signs out of his hand. We never did anything like that. We don't do things like that unless we're promote.
1: Okay. By the way, um Jacob Goodwin and I saw this on Facebook has been transferred uh Bill Roper says to the Coffeewood Virginia State Prison. Where is it? Virginia. Hmm? Say that again? What's the, what's
4: the age? address?
1: It's Jacob Goodwin's transferred to the Coffee Wood. All one word. Coffee Wood, Virginia. State Prison in Mitchell's, Virginia. Where
4: is that in, in Virginia? Southwest, Northeast. Where, where have to it? i to look
1: Okay. It's a medium security level two, he says. That's all he says about it. So, wish we could you get could let Jacob Goodwin
4: walk into town and buy a
1: hamburger,
4: and he's not going to do anything to hurt anybody. He doesn't need to be in medium security. He needs to be
1: in no security prison. Well, yeah, exactly. He needs to be. He needs to be turned loose. Yeah. I don't think it'll be too long. they the prisons are so crowded; they'd not have room. They they're all overcrowded. They got people sleeping on the floor. Yeah. No.
4: Well, well, we can let so, the child
1: molesters out and uh, the drug dealers out, but.
4: Don't let the white I supremacist know. out. I
1: hope so, uh, Nightingale. Hey, lady. Good,
2: Good morning. morning, gentlemen. Did you hear about another huge, huge caravan coming from Central America? Oh, yeah. So what's going to yeah. happen now? What happened to the other ones? Are,
4: are they all in the country, I guess? Uh, like they're probably hit uh, away, I about- They'll probably come the in through now, San Diego, San Ysidro, and then
1: move up north by you. The one now is said on Daily Mail they're stopped at the border of Guatemala and Mexico. And, uh, you not know how far is it
4: is. Does anybody have any uh, idea how far it is from the Guatemala-Mexico border to San Diego? <laughs> it's like 1,200
1: miles. It's a well, long... They'll, road. they'll ride a train. Uh, They get on trains,
2: yeah. Yeah, part of the the,
1: way, and they jump off for free. I guess no charge. Yeah, they're they're like popos riding on trains.
4: Yep, they've been doing that since 1976. I got a National Geographic here that that addresses the issue. In 1976, these people were already starting to do that. Actually, what? Fifty years ago? Forty years ago? This has been happening.
2: For and people used to do that here.
1: People used to ride trains here, jump on them, hide out. You know, well, I did. Train bombs. <laughs> I, I thought that was it.
4: great one.
2: So nobody, um, nobody can really uh, do anything about it, huh? What I can mean, they do? It's all going to be well.
4: Well, what can be done? Know, I thought Trump was supposed to do something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and, and, and if he tries to do something, then they, there's a big media blitz about how evil it is that he's separating families, incarcerating uh, children. Well, yeah, they're criminals. Well, those Mexican
1: them. bandits, they'll get a hold of them, steal them blind, rob everything they got. Yep. They'll or go back with them. less than they had. Yep.
2: But then they keep yeah, but they keep—they don't stop them there, though. You said they're—they're they're at the Mexican border, or they actually uh, stopping I'm sure. them? No,
4: no, no. They're on—they're the, down in the south end of Mexico. They're not the north end of Mexico.
2: Right, right. But, but Mexico's not not stopping them right from crossing.
1: They are stopping them. Mexico <laughs> has stopped some of them. That's what it said. The article.
2: Oh really? Oh, so Mexico's yeah, actually Mexico's turning them back.
1: checking them out. Be sure they're. Guess, well, that would okay, be the thing to, to do. The
2: thing to do would be yeah. for for Trump, for this government to offer Mexico something to turn them back. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, look at the Daily Mail that's on there.
4: Well,
2: I, I heard okay, there,
1: there
4: was a, a threat of cutting off aid to Mexico from the United States unless these people mm-hmm. were stopped. And so then Mexico's aid has now stopped these people. That's the that's the the news I'm getting. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, what back was that about too?
2: Why, why was my, wait wait I didn't get that. Why was Mexico is actually stopping them from crossing?
4: Well, that's one of the news stories that's out there that Mexico is stopping them because uh, Trump threatened to cut off aid to Mexico.
2: Well, there you go. That's the thing to do exactly. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds they're checking
1: them for drug trafficking and stuff like that. So they're they're making sure they're they're not criminals. I think that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> Mexico is not going to let them traffic drugs through there because that's that's how they pay, make their money. They bring drugs exactly. across the border. Well, yeah, Jane, you're back in. Uh, we're almost okay uh, out of time. And,
6: uh, yeah, I just wanted to comment about uh you know this caravan uh, coming up. Uh, the the last caravan that came, came up they just uh, arrived at the border. It wouldn't matter if we had a, a giant wall like Israel uh, does down there. They just uh welcome them welcome them in, process them as uh, as as uh, refugees and uh and, and in, in they come. Um, so have, having uh, the best wall in the world, it, it wouldn't matter if we welcome them in. And maybe that's why Trump isn't uh, uh, allocating uh, much resources to building a wall, knowing that uh, the deep state uh, would just uh, open the, the doors and, and welcome them in, even if we had a giant wall there. And I can remember 30 years ago, when I used to uh, spend some time uh, d- down in uh, the Yucatan, uh, the southern uh, states of uh, Mexico, and I, I remember uh, going uh, along that uh, border, and uh, it was uh, very heavily defended by uh, the-, the Mexican um, ma- ma- marines, as I recall, and-, and they were like they were all uh, like rather small in stature. Um, you know uh, descendants of the Mayans. so uh, but they 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 looked like they were tough as nails and they had uh had had sophisticated uh armaments supplied no doubt by the, the US uh, government and uh they they would not allow anybody uh coming across that border cuz uh, as i recall back then there was uh what the communists uh, were ha- battling uh the, the uh, established uh, government there in, in Guatemala—I I really am a little bit fuzzy yeah, on all that MS-13. now. But
1: uh, MS-13 is involved with these caravan of people.
6: But I do uh, remember uh, back 30 years ago uh, that if the Mexicans uh, are are determined like they were back then, uh, not not one nobody could get across that border. They had that border sealed up tight. They didn't have a wall, but they had their, uh, uh, you know, Mexican Marines uh, all along it. And, uh, you know, they're they descendants of the, the, the Mayans, so they, they're, uh, you know, knew all the, the tricks of, you know, of how uh, they would, might be wanting to infiltrate in. And, and no, nobody got across the border back then. So if Mexico had the will to prevent it, they could do it just like they did in the past.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm sure about that. It can be nasty of course yeah so so there's no change in policy at all and the border here. it's what you're saying they're just like they like bringing them in yeah, it hasn't
6: a, been, apparently i mean it. they just uh, come walk up, knock on the door and and they're they're brought in they're processed you know they they have to go to uh, i guess what one of those uh facilities uh you know where where they're you know they're held uh, yeah. while the testing goes so on. So there hasn't hey, been
2: um, any, there hasn't been any change in policy at all since
1: Trump's no. been in. Then.
6: No, the deep state runs everything. They frustrate Trump and everything he's trying to do.
1: Uh, but what Nightingale, we, what I saw, I saw that thing you mentioned yesterday. Faircon is. Has been mentioned in the news for calling the Jews termites. Huh? <laughs> Did you hear that, Jay?
6: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> in, in I, didn't, fact, I, didn't I remember that was in the news. That's good. I, huh? Years ago,
6: uh, that's I used to call them the termites of civilization because they have managed to bore their way in, infiltrate, insinuate themselves into a into a nation yeah. and just completely yeah. undermine and destroy it. So.
2: There, as far Farrakhan's as I'm concerned,
6: Farrakhan's absolutely right. They're the termites, the termites of civilization.
2: He must be listening to you, Jay, Farrakhan. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and we should adopt that now. We should adopt that. that. Like, uh, we're, not, we're not anti-Semite. We're anti-termite from now on. Yes?
1: Exactly. That sounds like something from uh, Andrew Anglin on the Daily Stormer, doesn't yes. it?
2: <laughs>
0: Termites. I know. We're almost,
2: I know we're almost out of time. But can I get a quick comment in? I've been really depressed
0: yeah. about yeah. dental
2: work. So expensive. I always wonder if it's cheaper in another state. Just for for a root <coughs> canal, like three thousand dollars for an implant, they want like six thousand oh. dollars. Can you imagine that?
1: Talk to your chiropractor about root canals. They usually just say don't have them. But you have to suffer some pain. And,
6: well, I can tell you, as gosh, someone who's um, had a, a crown and and I opted not to have the root canal at the time because the the dentist said he wasn't, you know, you could go either way. He wasn't sure if, if I'd actually need one or not. But um, it's probably a good idea to have the root canal because you can it can get infected and abscessed, uh, which I've had to deal with periodically over the years. I'll and take I take
1: oregano. Oregano yeah, will stop, I just, slow down or stop the infection.
2: Right. I'm
1: telling them, i telling you.
2: I just wonder if dental work was cheaper out there in Tennessee. <laughs> well, it has to be. Uh, I mean,
1: everything's got to be cheaper than California. The Indian dentists are coming in. There's one here, Indian dentists. So if you want to go to an Indian dentist, you could probably save some money
2: and yeah, uh, I don't, and,
1: uh, I don't you know, like
2: Indians. I have a story about them.
1: I've got several stories, I think they, I, they, I too, think they
2: finished off both my parents, honestly. They had Indian doctors at the end of their lives, and it went badly. And I don't like them.
6: Be careful. Yeah, yeah I, be I, careful. I, I personally have, haven't had to deal with any Indian physicians, but uh, one of my best friends uh, has, and... Uh, <laughs> He, he's so infuriated by, uh, by the incompetence of, of his uh, Indian uh, physician he was assigned to from his uh, health maintenance organization. Uh, just I mean right. really Well: let me tell, Yeah,
2: let me tell you my opinion real quick. These foreigners, like Indians and all these other Koreans, they come here to be doctors because of the money. they couldn't make that same kind of money in their country, so they come here because they're lucrative. That's the reason, and uh, the Indians I'm familiar with—they honestly, in their in their country, life is so cheap that they don't really value life very much. You know what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, and and their training is is really substandard too. Uh, you know, so you're you're uh, really uh, risking your your, your life uh, if you let the, somebody who who was trained in India go to work on you.
1: Okay, All right, I think it's time for Don Black and Don Edvo, I think, is going to be there. He's in the chat room. All right, there you go. So. See y'all Monday. All right, guys. See you next week.
2: <laughs> Good Monday. weekend,
1: y'all. I'll see you then. <laughs> Good. With
2: Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.